So, Kevin, what's a Gundam? So, they're somehow robots made by the weaker military that are better than all of the other robots. That's true in a surprising number of situations. Welcome to What's a Gundam, the podcast that I sure don't remember how we intro. My name is Jeremy. I don't either. My name is Kevin. It's been a while. Yeah. Hey, remember when we were going to do these once a month? Yep. I don't want to make any promises, but to make up for the fact that we're like, hey, let's release these once a month on Patreon, and then the world shut down and we didn't, we're going to try to put them up on Patreon weekly for a little while. With my luck, we're going to fail next week, but... Yeah, well, we'll see. That is the goal for probably... All of July and maybe into a little of August Mm -hmm. to get caught up and then have a nice juicy backlog since when we're recording this, all the episodes are available for free. Yep. So, Kevin, what do you remember about Gundam Wing? Heroes a sociopath. Correct. And it's still so confusing why none of the people in Operation Meteor know about the other people in Operation Meteor. Like, that seems like such a huge oversight. Anything else? Do you remember any other characters' names? I remember Death Scythe. I know that's not a character name, but it might as well be. It's a Gundam. <laughs> I was going to ask what giant robots you remembered next. And then is it the Dragon Gundam? No, that is from G Gundam, not this series. Okay. So I can remember... I, I can remember, remember Death Scythe. Yeah, I can remember Hero. Death Scythe. And Hero, the Freedom. <laughs> also, no, not, not this series. also not this it series. It is my favorite Gundam. It is right there. Yep. <laughs> so, no, apparently. Good. Good. Oh, no, I remember Zex. Zex Marquis. Okay, yeah, because we just were joking about him on our other podcast, Jumpstart Weekly. Yeah, because he's also in Undead Unluck. For some Where reason. he's a woman. But he still looks identical and eh, acts mostly like Zex. So yeah, we are going to be watching episode four of Gundam Wing, The Victoria Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything else we talk about beforehand. What do you expect to happen this episode, Kevin, <laughs> who doesn't remember anything from last time? And I don't think Victoria was mentioned at all in episode three, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think anything was, so I don't remember any, like, dangling plot threads that need to be resolved immediately, so I have no guess, especially because it's been months since I've seen the last episode. All right, so we're going to get into it. We're going to go watch episode four. You can watch along with us if you have Hulu, or just watch it on Crunchyroll. Yep. Or the DVDs if you're an ancient person. I once knew a man who had all of Gundam Wing on VHS. Wow. So if you're him, you can watch it there. Or if you're in the 2000s, you can watch it on Toonami, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're in 90s Japan, you can watch it somewhere. I'm sure. Probably on Betamax. (laughs) Uh, Or Laserdisc. Yeah. All right, we're going to watch, and we will be back after the beeps. So we watched episode four of Gundam Wing, The Victoria Nightmare. And Kevin, it really looked like Zex and Noin were going to get those evil Gundams this time, didn't it? They were so close. Yes. Especially after it's been so long. I'm really not convinced Zex and Noin aren't the protagonists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have Catra and Troa playing violin and flute for some reason in the desert, and that's all they do this episode. Well, because they're like, uh, let's start a band. That's how you bond, right? Yes. You pick up another man's flute and start blowing? <laughs> Look, there are a lot of those fanfics. A lot. Gundam Wink is very known for its Yaoi fandom. Yes. Um, 
Let's see. Duo is just beleaguered. Duo seems fine. <laughs> um, Hiro Yui is a sociopath, as yep. previously mentioned. Uh, Relina is screaming for Hiro to kill her on a beach. On a cliff overlooking the ocean, not just a beach. Uh-huh. And Wufei is killing not technically non-combatants, but he does a bunch of murders on some unarmed soldiers, and then d- so yells a bunch of sexist things about not underestimating him while underestimating a woman. Yes. But Zex and Noin seem pretty cool. Yes. Noin totally wants the Z. Oh, so bad. So bad. We will get to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll make mention of it again when specifically, like, I, I, I had that joke in my head almost immediately, but there's definitely a scene where it's like, holy shit, how did this make it in there? Well, because Japan is looser, right? Yes. I mean, Gundam Seed, there's literally a teenage sex scene. So, yeah. yeah, and, you know, they're consenting adults. They're way better. Yes. So, yeah, let's just get into it. So, sex is on a supersonic jet plane. With the tall, do you remember the tall geese? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's got the tall geese on it. Corsica got blown up real good. Uh, and they're heading to Victoria Base. And they called. And we get our first look at Noin. Noin's great. Yes. She's like maybe the only good female character in Gundam Wing. Sometimes I like Relina. I mean, here's the first hint that you can tell she wants the Z because she answers the video call and then basically presses her face against the screen. Her face and chest. Yes. Uh, and she's like, hey, I-, I heard a lot about you. I heard all the rumors. And he's like, I don't like the rumors. It makes people try to kill me. And my ally is like, you're the best, right? You'll super yeah. help us. And she's like, man, I love rumors. And he's like, what, do you- what have you heard about me? Have you been hearing about me, Zex Senpai? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, I heard some exposition that you were training some soldiers for space. And I remember you used to hate war. So why? And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so flattered. You remember me. Um, I love outer space. So. War sucks, space good. That's yeah. my feelings. Yeah, and during this sequence, I basically just kept flashing back to Ender's game with the Zero-G thing where he was like, oh, well, uh, it's in Zero-G, so I can just make the enemy goal down. Anyway, they're doing some cool Zero-G training. Yep. And she's like, hey, my boyfriend's coming. Don't embarrass me. Yes. And she knows it's been one year and 22 days since she's seen him. <laughs> she wants yes. it bad. Yes. A scene from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho makes it into the anime somehow. Just Wufei standing on a cliff. Overlooking the forest. And then he motorcycles off a cliff, because sure. Again, I'm pretty sure that happens in Yu Yu Hakusho, so. I don't remember the motorcycle bit. You might be correct. Well, I'm thinking specifically, I think it's a sniper. Yeah, uh, I know, I know driving exactly through a what you're yeah. thinking about. I don't think he has a motorcycle, though. But I could be wrong. I thought one of them had a motorcycle. Either Yusuke was on a motorcycle running away from the truck. Because I don't think he's literally running away from the truck. I think he's, like, on a bike or something. I don't remember. I'm not saying there wasn't a motorcycle. I'm just telling you I don't remember it. Uh, Anyway, we get some more exposition about how there are cool new Taros mobile suits for space at the Victoria base. And they're probably a target. Which is why Zex is heading there. Yeah, I do love the... Even children know the Taros suits are manufactured at Victoria base. Then you guys have really shitty intelligence. Well, I think they're saying that we should have some. Like, we should have some top secrets. We shouldn't be giving out all this as publicity. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's like, you guys have really shitty, I guess this is counterintelligence. Yeah. But uh, your intelligence department is awful. Uh, and Zex is like, Noin's the only one who loves me. She's the only one who will let me hang out at her base. Yep. And then his pilot's like, ah, I remember, the, I have some more exposition. You went to school together, right? And you graduated top two? But you were better. 
And he's like, yeah, I was better because she was always trying as hard as she could to be second to make me look better because she has always wanted the Z. Yes. And she's a power bottom. <laughs> she gets out of the shower in a nice robe and we see her sweet photo collage of him all in his mask. <laughs> and she says his name and she's like, oh, come here and lean on me. Yep. Because <laughs> again, she is a power bottom. Yes. Anyway, she's like, hey, this is your last day of training. Good job. I got a sweet cape. You're in the army now, bros. Not only are you in your army, you're becoming part of the special forces. Anyway, your first mission is to take all your sweet space mobile suits into space. Yep. And one of her people talks back, is like, ma'am, isn't that a job for, like, UPS? So she goes over and slaps him backhand. Yep. Because Gundam loves to slap people. Then her boyfriend's senses start tingling as yep. Zex flies in. So we cut to... The disco bar? They yes. Have on base, they've got streaming lights. They're both drinking glasses of wine across the room for each other in the disco. Yes. Talking about uh, the plan to remove the, get the Taurus off base. Yeah. And Zex is like, this place is awful. And she's like, well, yeah, millennials, huh? <laughs> yep. Zex is like, hey, don't get too attached to your troops or it'll just be tougher on you. And she says, my troops aren't ever going to be killed in battle. Ever. Cut to two minutes later. Yep. They, well, uh, to be fair, they weren't killed in battle. There were two of them were killed in battle. Yeah. But she's like, oh, they've been trained not to overdo things. Any plan that uh, causes loss of life is just miscalculated. Yeah, she does have like a soldier shouldn't die. It's the fault of the higher ups if they do. Yeah. Uh, whereas Zex is like, that is not my personal philosophy. I've had lots of people under me die. Yeah, Zex is like, I've had my soldiers die. Like... I, I don't care how good of a general we are. Nobody has 0% casualties. Anyway, Otto calls Zex on the phone, and he's like, hey, Thalgis is super good. It'll probably take like a month to fix it, though. Yeah, I do love where he's like, man, this thing is amazing. Why the hell didn't we take this out of the <laughs> prototype stage? He's like, sounds good. While she is banging her ceremonial sword against his, yep. I don't know why it seems so sexual, but, but it, it seems is. very sexual. They're back-to-back. I do want to point out there was a random semicolon in the... Uh, oh, the subtitles are In terrible. the subtitles. But just, like, <laughs> random semicolon out of nowhere. But yeah, this is the part where it's like... I mean, I knew she wanted the Z, but hot damn. He is smiling, so I assume I assume they did it off screen? I'm not sure. Sure. I mean, I do know some stuff about Zex and Noin for sure. I'm not sure what, if I think they did anything tonight or not. They definitely aren't sleeping together when we cut to tonight and their base is blowing up. Because remember all those explosive Wufei bot? Yep. Apparently he teleported them onto the base. Yeah. Like, he has them duct taped to the doors. Like, it's not like he, like, planted them around the building and caused the building to collapse. He literally planted, he duct taped C4 on every person's door and set them off. We're uh, just fumigating here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't believe you attack civilians. I can't believe your security <laughs> was so lax. That one kid walked in with a Apparently a barrel full of C4. We literally saw he had a truck. Yes. A truck full of explosives. Like, and for those of you not watching, not like a Ford F-150, like a semi. He had an Optimus Prime's worth of explosives. Yes. I also, I, I was like, uh, the first time I saw the base, I was like, why is he blowing up this abandoned building? Because it like, for whatever reason, it looked run down. Like, it, it didn't look like an active military base. It was like, why is he blowing up this abandoned building? Because they're bad at drawing stuff. Anyway, they seem to have mostly affected the pilot dormitory, and we see that a whole bunch of uh, pilots have been crushed by rubble, and one of them is alive, and Noin like, gets to cradle him as he's like, oh, I, I just wanted to go to space so bad. Because, you know, these are the bad guys. 
Yep. Uh, so she sends out the Leos. We do get a cool shot of one's like torso turning like a tank that I like a lot. Yeah. She uh, runs to the command center. like, hey, how's my boyfriend? And she, uh, the guy's there's like, yeah, he's fine. He's on his way here. And she's like, hey, they came to destroy the Taros. We have to load them in the transport. It'll take 30 minutes. So we have to hold them off that long. Which, that's one of the things that I uh, never like about a lot of these things. It's like, we have to hold them off for 30 minutes. That's a long-ass time for a fight to be going on. Like, especially because uh, the way the timeline of this looks, it's like, oh no, the, uh, they'll be ready to transport in 30 minutes. Four minutes later, they're <laughs> in the air. Yeah, she does say she's going to take command of the mobile suit. So, like, how long do we think it takes her to sortie? Because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. And that's just one of the thing of there's a lot of when people tend to do these things, like, I'm not going to say they're obviously not military, but like, it's one of those. Do you understand how timelines in combat works? Like, you do not have fights that last several hours. I'm going to say confidently that nobody working on Gundam Wing was in the military. Yes. All of them were banished to go work on OHMS team. <laughs> so anyway, they're like, everything's cool. We do see them shooting some flares to light things up, which I find pretty cool. Yeah. And they're like, we can't see the enemy anywhere. It's mainly because it's a 14-year-old kid on a motorbike. Should be fair. She said they expect a mobile suit battle. So yeah. They're, they're, they're expecting a mobile suit and don't see any. But so she's like, hey, bring up my heat radar. And then the Metal Gear Solid Soliton radar appears on her screen. And she's like, there he is. Yep. And it's like, I would understand it if he was in his Gundam, but he's on a motorbike. Yes. Like, there are hundreds of people walking around the base. How did you immediately identify? Because there's no file on him. It says no file next to him. Presumably everybody else has their names. Like, you know how everybody has a unique heat signature? signature. <laughs> yeah. So she starts chasing uh, this motorcycle in an area. It goes through a Hollywood backlot. Yes. Uh, uh, without flinching, the motorcycle just goes through the like parking barricade. So it can't even stop a motorcycle. That's how you know it's a good parking barricade. <laughs> yeah. I also love, uh, uh, I just always think of, I don't remember where it's from. It's uh, stop, or I shall yell stop again. <laughs> where she's like, stop or I'll shoot. And then waits several minutes to do anything. Anyway, she's like, bring out the space laser, which is how you can tell this is the original dub script. Mm -hmm. Although I do like that they're like, hey, we can only shoot it once because it's designed for space where we can just vent the heat. And yeah, we can't do that we here. Can't, yeah, we can't vent the heat in Atmo. And she's like, we only need one shot. Um, they fly right over Zex, who has shown up, finally. Yeah, but I do like that she's like, oh my god, this is what he's doing. Obviously, he's going for his Gundam. It's like, no, he's just on a, like, he's on a motorcycle. Like, you could just shoot him down and he'd be <laughs> dead. I think she thinks that she is working with somebody in the Gundam. Yes, I, and I'm sure that's that's what it is. So like, she, But I just think it's funny that she's like, she's overanalyzing herself into her defeat. Yeah. Anyway, she shoots near him. He goes flying. Yeah, he's, I want to say, at least 30 feet in the air right now. Luckily, he's more durable than Hiro Yui, because he yes. does not break his legs or every bone in his body, as yes. he should. Well, he lands on nice, soft sand. That's definitely dirt. It could be sand. It is kicking up pretty big when she flies by, so maybe. Anyway, she points her giant-ass gun at him and calls him a coward for attacking people instead of tanks. And asks if he's a man, and Wufei just ain't having it. He gets up. Somehow still next to his bike. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely sand. Uh, but she's like, he's just a kid. And he's like, a woman? They sent a woman to fight me. No wonder she sucks so bad. And then he judo kicks a bag of flashbangs. Yep. Blinding her. And then his motorcycle's fine. His, yeah, his motorcycle's too. fine. Just it like immediately him. restarted, and he managed to get away all in the time it took that flashbang to go away. I was like, that's not how... 
flashbang, especially like that's how literal flashbangs work because you're also hit by the concussive sound. So there, it's not just the bright flash of light, but that's not how that would work in a mobile suit. Like there would be the bright flash of light and then you would immediately be fine. Yeah. Because you would not be concussed. <laughs> and your cameras would just continue to yeah. shoot. Anyway, she at this point figures out he's alone, which is crazy. How did he get in? Also, he looks like he's 14, apparently. But he, he gets to his Gundam. He gets in pretty quick. Two more Ares arrive with the space laser. Breaking it as they enter the tree <laughs> line for some reason. They lock on. They're about to fire, but Noin tells them not to shoot. And they're like, hey, why not? And Wolfie's like, because she's a woman and I'm a sexist asshole. And then he kills them. And I'm also somehow already hacked into your communications. I you think this is all over live loudspeaker. Okay. Which is crazy, but yeah, consistent I was like, with things we have seen before. Sort of, but it would also make sense that he does have the ability to hack the communications. It's but it's just one of those things of like, you should be more concerned about the fact that he's hacked your communications. Like, I understand they're loyal to Noid, so they didn't shoot when she tells her them not to. But then he charges them and they just let him yeah. cut them in half. Yeah, it's not like he shot them or something like that. Like, he literally charged them with his death scythe. Uh, then he dragon claws Noin, which causes her to barrel roll out of control. And bounce across the top of trees, because, you know, these are some sturdy-ass trees. You know, composites in the future again. Meanwhile, we cut to the Taros being loaded up in the planes. And it looks like there's only one Taros per plane. <laughs> they say there are six, but... yeah. I just, from the way it looks, it looks like there's only one. Anyway, they're like, hey, Zex, we have to get these out of here. And Zex is like, hey, man, don't panic. He's like, it's an order from Noin. We just have to get them out of here. We need you to move your plane. It's in the way. Yep. And Zex is like, no, calm down. He's not coming here. You're just, you know, do not put them in the air. Yeah. And he's like, never mind. Do Like, just send out the one that's not blocked right away. And he's like, Zex, I will have you court-martial. And he's like, Noin's not going to court-martial me. Yep. <laughs> What he literally says is, hey, like, cool heads make good decisions. Like, you won't regret them later, at least. Yeah, I I was slightly bothered by that translation. Like, uh, oh, oh, every translation bothers me, but go on. Well, it was just the, uh, if you make a cool, if you make a decision with a cool head, you won't regret it later on. And I was like, no, there's, there's definitely times where you regret your decision, regardless of how cool headed you were at the time, especially if you're making it with no prior knowledge yeah although I, like, in, in that case a lot of time it's like well with the knowledge i had yeah the best decision i could have made well and that's that's why i still like it it just bothers me a little bit where it's like you'll never regret your decision mm, don't say never <laughs> anyway the plane takes off well he's a sith master so he deals in absolutes yes yeah plane takes off and wufei's like cool i got this cool space laser i stole so now i can shoot down that space plane yep uh nine tries to stop him but her Ares won't move she's like why won't you listen to me Ares? He's like, because war bad. And Zex is like, see, this is why you don't do that, kid. Yep. The laser overheats as advertised, so he just throws it down, which I actually do like that bit. Yeah. And then he's like, woman, women are dumb. You shouldn't have underestimated me because I'm a child, woman. I hate <laughs> yeah. women, and they are they suck as soldiers. Bye. <laughs> yes. Also, I'm an idiot hypocrite. I have to go brood and be Vegeta real quick. Yep. You suck because you're a woman. Did I mention that? <laughs> This is also a weird camera angle where they have the reticle in front of her face while they're doing the pan down. Yes. And I'm like, is is that like literally painted on? <laughs> like, aren't those normally like digitally put in? And we do get like to linger on her yelling about her own weakness like she's the protagonist. Yep. Nothing about this story so far can convince me that Zex and Noin are not the protagonists of at least this episode. Yeah, definitely this episode. Is the, is the villain. Yes, absolutely he is the villain. <laughs> 
and that's why Wufei sucks. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to the aircraft carrier that Duo just has, where Hero is doing trying to maintain maintenance, trying to maintain the Wing Gundam. It's like, hey, repairs are possible for me. And Duo's like, hey, we said we'd repair this for you. Why are you being a dick? And he's like, well, I just don't want anyone touching my mobile suit. So, of course, Duo immediately jumps on top of the <laughs> the mobile suit. Because Duo's the only likable Gundam pilot. I guess Catra. Catra is slightly, slightly likable. And he's just like, hey, you know, the best engineers in the world still need parts, and you don't have any. So he's like, why did I bother to rescue this guy in the first place? We don't know. Because he was probably like, why the hell do you have a Gundam? Why did yes. nobody tell me there are four other Gundam pilots? It seems like information I should have. Yep. And he was like, hey, I'm trying to brood here. Keep it down. And Kiro gets a secret mission, which is, hey, there's a transport plane. It has some Gundanium on it. Shoot it down. I mean... I think that kind of mission probably would have been along the lines of try and secure it, if not shoot it down. If he secures it, though, what are they going to use it for? Like, I guess they could put it for their armor, but they don't have a way to get back to space. That's fair. And they don't want them to have Gundams, because we see how cool Gundams are. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just always, it's just a little weird with it being like, we'll secure it. It's not like he has a boarding party either. Yeah. He, what he has is a giant space laser. Mm-hmm. And when all you have is a giant space laser, all your missions are destroy missions. And Duo's is like, ah, oh, man, your missions are a lot like mine, like your mobile suit. That's weird. Weird nobody told me about you. Yep. We got to Rolina on the beach so she can get paid for this episode. Just yes. yelling, hero, I'm here. Come kill me. I'm out in the open. I'm an easy target. Yep. And the ocean does not answer. <laughs> yes. We then cut to meeting of the European bureaucrats who are like, up, oh, Gundanium armor, huh? That's what Trey says. We hate that guy. But Gundanium can only be made in space, so this must be space colonist murder. Yes. So we should expand the military instead of disarming it and attack the colonies. Anyway, Rolina's dad's here, and he's like, um, I think maybe we shouldn't nuke the colonies. Maybe we should just deal with these Gundams and try peaceful solutions. Yep. And they're arguing about whether they're going to military or peace. So the general's like, well, of course we want peace. We just want peace through superior firepower. It's the best peace. The problem is your firepower is not superior. Yes. I do like this. Uh, how dare you, a diplomat, advocate for peace? You must be a spy. What? 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 Anyway, now you have to leave. Meanwhile, we cut to Trey's Kushranada in the bath. Noin's shower scene was not a scene. We saw her come out in like a full robe and towel. But yep. we do see Trey's chest and leg. Yes. So In, in a uh, hot tub full of popcorn in the Parthenon. For some reason. I mean, that's where I would, that's how I would bathe if it was an option. And Trace is like, hey, that leak did well. Hey, Lady Un, we have to deal with that vice foreign minister guy. And she's like, it shall be done, my lord. Also, I'll secure rose popcorn for your next bath. <laughs> and he's like, excellent. Duo wakes up. He notices Hero's still working on his Gundam, so he's like, man, I'm going to sleep. This guy's insane. Got to the morning where Hero is taking off in bird mode. It is cool when it takes off from an aircraft carrier like that. Yep. It's a gun with wings. Yeah. That's what planes are, right? Well, I mean, this one's specific. Like, the entire front nose is the cannon. It's true. And the dude is like, wow, he actually did it. That's incredible. And then we find out he just stole all the parts he needed from the death scythe. <laughs> yep. And Duo's like, I was just giving you a compliment, asshole. I like how Duo is the most wronged of all the Gundam pilots and yet the most reasonable. <laughs> yes. So anyway, Hero's like, hey, it's that plane I have to blow up. He transforms. He shoots For it. For some reason. Well, it's easier to aim the gun when you don't have to level the plane with it. I guess. I think this was just that, hey, let's yeah. show the transformation um, sequence. Almost certainly. 
He shoots his big gun. There's a big explosion, and he laughs maniacally because he's the villain. <laughs> yes. Poor Zex and Nine. They probably knew people on that plane. Eh, maybe not. It's not necessarily their branch of the military. Uh, meanwhile, Catra and Troa are having that jam session we talked about at the start of the episode. Yep. No Cat- dialogue. No dialogue. Catra's playing a violin with some other form of musical accompaniment, and he's got a case full of instruments. So uh, the other guy, because I can't remember his name now. Troa. Troa. Pulls out a flute, and then we uh, freeze frame as they make sweet, sweet music together. Then we cut to the hangar where Catra's guys, because Catra's is a bunch of manservants are repairing their Gundams. And they're like, man, these are as similar as two Gundams that are completely different could possibly be. Well, I, like... Internally? I, yeah, I think that's really what it is. Like, well, these just have a bunch of different custom mods, but it's, like, basically the same frame. Meanwhile, we cut back to Victoria, where two Ares have retrieved Noin. Zex goes to check on her. Using the lift wire. He's like, hey, you alive? And she's like, yeah, but I feel like shit. I got literally beat up and emotionally beat up. And Zex is like, I'm just happy you're alive. And she's like, yeah, because I'd get promoted over you if I died, which I do think is pretty funny. Yes. And she's like, Zex, you've got to take me with you. Train me. I want to be a Jedi like my father before me. Yes. And Zex is like, sounds good. He's like, I also got my ass kicked by that Gundam. Let's do it. I have a tall geese now, though, in like a month. And also, I would be very happy to have a female companion to either be my girlfriend or to just uh, tease all the time. I don't know. Yes. I don't know which joke I think is funnier, but uh, meanwhile, we cut to Wufei, who is Vegeta-ing at some hyenas, I think? Yeah, so he's- They're very all, poorly drawn, whatever they are. Yeah, he's they all of a sudden- like no, predatory they're, anteaters. They're definitely hyenas, because <laughs> they've got the black socks and the spots, and it's like, so he just buggered off to Africa for some reason? Uh, sure. And then he yells at them for being weak, and they disperse, because he's Vegeta. Yes. That is some horrible lip-syncing- editing that they did there and that's how the episode ends yep so man i hope that the tall geese gets finished and uh zex and knowing can strike back if there's gundam pilots next week yeah at least wufei especially wufei yeah i just meant duo seems duo duo, seems cool yeah i was like duo seems cool he could be he he could be the anti-hero there we go yeah yeah he could be the inside man he doesn't even know about the other gundam pilots (laughs) yep so what did you think of this episode it's still interesting. I I totally agree with you that the Gundam pilots are not the good guys at all. It's like literally nothing about you is redeemable. Whereas like everything about Noin and Zex is. Yeah. Which is intense. And to be fair, we do see the uh, like, hey, we need to war more like bad guys that you're fighting. So yes. Clearly they're not in the right either. Yep. Nobody is in their right mind except for maybe Zex and Noin. Well, not well, Noin, just Zex. A duo. Duo might be in his right mind. Yeah. Relina's definitely not. Nope. Screw me <laughs> at the ocean. Hero, I think, deliberately. I think we're supposed to think Hero is kind of his rocker. Yeah. I think that's deliberate. Pretty quick one. We got through it pretty quick. It's pretty action-packed. Um, it manages to mostly stick to one through line this time. Yeah. It does, after the break, kind of jump all over, but Catra and Troa don't even get lines. Nope. And the Hero thing, while brief, is uh, at least advancing the story, kind of. Yep. And Relina gets there to get paid. Yes. All right, do you want to nominate a mobile suit for us to put on our mobile suit ranking list next time we record It's a Gundam? I totally forgot we do that. So far, you've nominated the Sandrock and the the, uh, Shenlong. Yes, that's the name of it. I guess the wing is really the only other one that we really see. See, I was going to put money you were going to pick the Death Scythe because it was the only one you could remember, but... I suppose the wing is in the title of the series. I was just thinking of, like, specifically this episode. Uh, yeah. The wing is really the only 
besides uh, the Shenlong, the wing is the only one that does anything this yeah. episode. Yeah, no, that's fair pick. You get the pick. You can go by your own logic. Yep. I will not second guess you. I just had money in my head that you were going to pick the Death Scythe. It's just because you mentioned the wing when it was on screen. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Because um, if you had asked me at the start, it definitely would have been the Death Scythe. Because I'm like, I, I remember that one's name because it's easy because it's got a scythe. It's true. Just like the Shenlong. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the Shenlong is a spear. It's just when you animate it slashing, it becomes a scythe because it gets the whoosh motion. Okay. Uh, it does sure look like a spear anytime they animate, or a scythe anytime they animate it, though. Yep. I don't know. Do we do anything else? This episode ended up going super fast, but I don't know if that's a bad thing. We did some goofs. Yep. We got through all the plot. Maybe Gundam Wig should have more plot if it wants us to talk about it more. Totally fair. Now I have to decide if the question on this one is going to be in which we ask, are Zex and Noin the good guys? Or in which we ask, is Trace Crew Shinada taking a bath in popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> one of those got a bigger pop, so I yes. think I know which I'm going for. If you're listening to this on Patreon, we will try to be back next week. I'm going to try my darndest. If you are listening to this in the regular feed, www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon page where you get What's a Gundam as soon as it is edited instead of whenever I have to release it because we ran out of its agendums. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this in the main feed, there's going to be a new episode every month. Yeah. But we need to get to at least seven so mm-hmm. to be caught up. So we'll be doing them weekly for a while if you are listening on Patreon. Let's see. What is next week's episode called? Next time, we will be watching episode five, Relina's Secret. Oh, man. What could that be? That sounds good, right? Aren't you tempted by that? No. So, Kevin, do you know what a Gundam is yet? Nope. Try again next time. 